Welcome to the Pack is Back podcast, brought to you by the Seawolf for Life Foundation, Synergy Capital Solutions, and Proudmouth. In this podcast, we will provide regular updates on what is happening, what's to come, and how alumni players continue to support community, connections, and contributions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack is Back podcast. I'm your host, David Valliere, and super excited about today's episode. Um, we've, of course, got Coach Shazby here to give us an update on the team, but invited um, my good friend Todd Bethard, as well as Chris Davis, to help uh, the conversation. Betsy and I have been friends, I think, since we were like nine years old, maybe a little younger than that, and uh, ran around with uh, him and growing up and then all the way through college. So, and as we said on uh, Chris Davis's episode not too long ago. He and, and Betts were roommates in college on the road. So lots of good stories there. So that begs uh, the question, Dave, yeah, why, yeah. Am I, why am I the eighth one? That kind of hurts. I, mean, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> on podcast eight and I'm finally getting on. What the heck? Hey, man, you got to answer my call when I call. <laughs> we had to work the kinks out. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we, yeah, we wanted it to be nice and smooth for you. <laughs> So for listeners, just a, a quick reminder, you know, the point of this podcast is really to get the word out. We can't all be in the same place. We can't all attend events, but, you know, we all, our lives intersect or have intersected at one point at UAA. And we want to be able to share, you know, not only hockey updates, but alumni updates. Some of the upcoming episodes, we're going to start talking about the mentorship program. I know we've teased that out there. There are some guys that are taking the lead on that. So we're really excited. Um, but let's just get started uh, right out of the gate. I mentioned coaches here. Coach, how you doing? You know, I'm I'm doing well. It was an interesting weekend that we just experienced playing UAF for our final two games of the six-game series. Um, I guess I can go into more detail about the weekend. It was one of those things where the Governor's Cup was already spoken for. They beat us the first four. Um, you know, the, the Game four of the series is a 1-0 hockey game. They, they scored on a power play with five minutes left to win that game 1-0. Uh, so our guys were excited about coming into the weekend and taking on UAF for a final two contest. Uh, I thought we played very well Friday night. We were up 2 nothing going into the third period. They managed to get a goal off of a defensive zone breakdown off a change. The winger didn't go to his side and you look at a 22-year-old and you question why you don't understand to go to your side of the defensive zone coverage as a right wing, something you would expect at a at a 10-year level. But these guys make mistakes. They're human. Uh, they scored there, and then they got another goal after they pulled their goalie to tie it up 2-2, and they got us in overtime that night. Uh, and then we headed up to Fairbanks, so, so it was a home-and-home. Home. Played a very good game Saturday night again. 1-1 going into the third. We scored two goals in the third to go up 3-1. The game was over. And Fairbanks' body language showed it. It was a 3-1 game. We decided to take a five-minute major with six minutes left. They scored twice on it to make a 3-3. And they managed to beat us in overtime again. So if you look at the overall series from the year, um, we were two games where we should have won here up by two in the third. We didn't. Game four was a one-goal game, 0-0. Zero, zero. So if you really look at it, you're one of the rivalry being renewed. We're three shots away from playing, going into a shootout this past Saturday night for the Governor's Cup in year one of our revival. Um, it's a good start. Would you like to have beaten them? Yes. Um, did we make significant progress 
uh, over the six games against them. And, you know, we did. And so I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about the way our guys are playing. The structure to our game is significantly better than the first half of the year. Our last seven NCAA games we've played in, they've all been one-goal games. They've all been one-shot games. Um, you know, the two wins against Lowell, two one-goal games against uh, Maine. So our, our last three games have been overtime games. I mean, if you if you flip the switch there in those those seven games and we find a way to win them, now we're probably a top 30-ranked team in the country. So it's college hockey at its finest. How, what a fine line. Uh, between winning and losing in college hockey and your season being significantly different. Um, but we're excited about kind of entering a couple-week break here. We're excited about having both assistant coaches out on the recruiting trail. Coach Murdoch left yesterday morning. He's going to be out and meet us in UConn February 23rd, our next game. Coach Murdoch is going to be out on the recruiting trail as well. And so just looking to add a couple final pieces for next year. Obviously, the portal is going to be another significant moment for our group to add one or two or three mature college hockey pieces. But at the same time, we're scouring junior hockey for years 24, 25 and beyond and looking just to build out. Uh, now that we have a team, now that we're competing in games and we got a good schedule for next year and, and years beyond, we're we're able to start adding pieces that are going to make us better in year two, three, four of this rebuild. So we're in a good spot. It's an exciting time here at Seawolf, Seawolf Hockey Land, and I appreciate you having me back on. Of course, yeah. And we're excited. I mean, those of us that have played there and, and know hockey, you know, the fact that the team has done so well and they've really been only together four and a half, five months, you guys are doing a heck of a job. And, uh, you know, as we all know, it takes time to rebuild. And I think this year we're off to a great start. Well, that hockey, uh, I watched both those games, Matt, and that hockey was great hockey. I mean, we had them on the ropes. It was good. I couldn't see the penalty in the second game, so I don't know exactly what happened, but I can't imagine it was bad enough to call a five. Maybe it was, but I was surprised. Yeah, I think everybody in the building was. I mean, they, yeah. they made the call, and then they went to a TV t media timeout, and then we came out of the media timeout, and there's five minutes up on the board, and everybody's like, no way. Like, yeah. like they just talked themselves into it during the media timeout. Like, hey, you want to really screw up this game? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah, watch uh, this. Watch this. So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words there. I'm happy with where we're at, and obviously uh, beating Fairbanks was on the, on the agenda, but, you know, a little bit more fuel for the fire for next year, and I think our guys are excited to, to meet up with them again. So Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I've been doing a lot of talking here, Wally. Why don't I turn it over to you and, and get things started with bets? Well, I mean, uh, the three of us go way, way back, uh, as you guys have been talking about as well, that, you know, you guys have known each other since you were nine years old or whatever. But, you know, we uh, – I just kind of want to know how uh, – let everyone know kind of what's going on in your life now, Todd, or Betsy, as we passionately call you, so – Maybe you can kind of fill us in as to what you've been doing. You, uh, we left each other back in 1997 kind of thing. Yeah, I um, actually ended up going over to Germany with a friend for a little bit. Got injured over there. And my mom pretty much guilted me into coming back to finish my my uh, schooling. You know how my mom can be, both you. Uh, <laughs> actually, Matt, you too. I, but, I've always uh, been her favorite son. So Yeah. <laughs> 
So came back and finished my uh, civil engineering degree. And then at the same time, you know, the boosters helped with master's degrees. And I uh, got my master's degree in Arctic engineering and then went into the design field for about 10 years. And then uh, was approached by a guy that I worked for actually when I was at UAA, worked during the summers in the ditch. And uh, he asked me to come in and help take over his, his program. So I'm running a civil contracting outfit now, pretty good sized outfit. It's a lot of fun. It's a totally different, well, it's the same as engineering. You're just managing people, but you get to cuss more and you get to dress in jeans. I like it. Nice. So there you go. It's more your style. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my wife and I, um, we were lucky enough to have two kids, a boy and a girl. They're uh, Texas twins. One's uh, a year and two months older than the other. My daughter's the oldest. And I spent the last 13 years coaching them. And both of them, my daughter's now at Shattuck um, on the 19 team. And my son is playing for the Sioux Falls Power. So they both left the state a little before I wanted them to, but the, oppor the opportunities presented themselves and it's what they wanted to do. So out there, they're out chasing their dreams and me and Robin are at home kind of empty nesting it and just traveling out to see them as often as we can. Um, but it's definitely a change because I'm not coaching them anymore either. So it was a big adjustment for them. But uh, I am coaching with uh, Mark Filipenko and uh, Jack Kowal, nice. former, former uh, alumni and, uh, Chasmy's daughter's on that team. So oh, very cool. it's fun. Very it's cool. hard to get out of the rink. You know, you're just used to coaching kids and doing that. And it just, it's cool. All the traveling that we've done with these kids that you run into a bunch of UAA guys that are doing the same thing. Like the Sylvie's Tommy Cole is out doing that. Um, obviously Jack and Philly are up here. I've seen Belzy around the rink a few times, Grubby around the rink a few times, um, all of them coaching and helping out and, you know, giving a little back to the sport, which I think is really cool. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So what, one thing you didn't talk about there, Betsy, and, and it's something that I always admired about you is you were always very academic person and, and just and an amazing athlete as well, ever since I've known you. But you actually, once you left the, the sport, you, your, your passion for the outdoors and your passion for climbing has led you on some pretty big adventures. And I wouldn't mind if you actually talked about that. Like there's some climbing people out there and you know it, it and you've there's there's what seven peaks in the world is that what it is yeah seven continents yeah so i actually um the climbs we've been doing uh my brother and i my brother uh brian played at colorado and coached with matt for a while in in uh minor hockey but uh he and then mark filipenko also we, i mentioned him before we've been kind of hitting those climbs we've kind of stalled out on the big ones here we got everest left and uh Antarctica left, but we we pinged off uh, Kilimanjaro in uh, Africa and did a really cool safari there. My wife went on that climb with us. We did um, Aconcagua in South America. That was a tough hike, and my wife went on that one as well. The Elbrus one was quite interesting. Me, Brian, and Philly in Moscow. That <laughs> went sideways a little bit, but made it up that and skied down it. And McKinley right after school, both Philly and me and my brother climbed that. And then the 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 craziest one was down in Papua New Guinea. We just did the tallest in Australasia. And uh, that was like a five-day slog through the jungle and extra tufts. And then you get to this limestone cliff that you got to go up on ropes and traverses. And it was uh, it was pretty wild. Good stories about that that I can tell you over a beer. Well, I've heard a few because uh, you, you probably remember you were actually supposed to be part of my wedding party back in 2000. And wow. you were... You were unable to do it because you were you were on top of a 
you were on Denali, weren't you? McKinley yeah, or whatever. That was when that was when we were doing Denali, two thousand. Yeah. And we, we did the math, I think, one time over beers and you you may have actually been Something on the summit. I think that we saw yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool of you to climb that in my honor for my wedding, which Yeah. Well we planted the flag up there, a big walrus. Yeah. <laughs> so, super no, cool. that's fantastic. That's absolutely amazing. I, I've always admired you for that. Yeah, super cool. That's really cool. So Betts, let's bring it back to UAA. Um, not that that isn't really cool stuff, but wanted to get some of your favorite memories from your time at UAA. What stands out for you? Well, since we were all in the same class, you guys were part of a bunch of them. You know, those road trips that we would take, we'd be gone for, you know, sometimes you'd be gone for two weekends and the whole week in between. And yeah, th those trips like State Street in Wisconsin, sorry, always sticks out <laughs> to me. We're walking down State Street and Chris Farley and David Spade walked by and it was right when Tommy Boy was huge and Tommy Boy walks by with his tie sideways and face all red and sweating a bead. And me and Wally are like, oh my God, I can't believe Wally didn't run up and get an autograph from him. <laughs> That's pretty much all we used uh, to talk was Tommy Boy quotes at that point. But um, I, I asked him. He, he wouldn't. He, he turned around in pure form and looked at me, remember? And he's like, I'm kind of in a hurry. And he, I got he to go. <laughs> uh, classic. That's where we bought the newt. Remember, Wally? I do. Road pet. The road pet. Yeah, the road pet. We bought it in Wisconsin. Did we know? Yeah. That? Yep. And it, it made the hojo. Stayed at the hojo with us. Yeah. That was. Was that the? Was that the trip they they accidentally put us on the Fifth. different floor than everyone else yeah. in the team? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, awkward. That was a too. mistake. That was clearly that was a, a mistake. mistake on their part. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Was I mean. Mistake. Somehow the two of us got put into our our room got put on a different floor than anyone else, and that floor had complimentary wine, and we took advantage of it that entire week. Yep, uh, <laughs> it was getting hard to sleep on those beds because we kept stuffing the bottles of wine under the beds. We were seniors, so it was okay. It was fine. Yeah, it was, it was just fine. Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> but but all those road trips, you know, like even the the. Like we got stuck in the Minneapolis airport one time for like five hours because there's a, a snowstorm. I don't know if you guys remember, but Pauly Shore was there and he was oh, like, in yeah, our gate. I, he, I totally forgot that. Lost it. He finally went stir crazy and like grabbed a kid and started like shaking him like upside down, trying to shake change out of him. I, I mean, the dude was crazy, but those, yeah, those stories are hilarious. It's just fun to, to rethink about them. Um, like you told me to think about what I missed about UA, but you start playing all those memories back and it's like, wow, there's a lot of lot of fun times there. I like one of my best is uh I think it was our freshman year, fellas. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we um we went into the new Mariucci and it was the first home games they're gonna play in the new Mariucci and, at U of M and we swept them down there. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's oh, yeah. a great yeah. They're uh oh, yeah. Their fans were cheering for us by the end of it. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. That 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 rank is unbelievable too. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. No kidding. Those big venues are just I mean, just electrifying to be in. And um, you know, we're we're really pushing for UEA to get get a, a new facility, but just the energy in those buildings is is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's pretty fun to play in. Pretty yeah. fun plan. Yeah, and when we were playing, I mean, 
we were talking with Sylvie not too long ago, but he was talking about one of the main reasons he wanted to come to UAA was, I think we were top five in attendance in the country at that time. Right. Um, right. So, the yeah. Sully was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sold out every game. Yeah. It, it was rocking there yeah. for the good years. Absolutely. They had one other, one other memory about traveling on those Minnesota trips is the old dollar trick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure some of the boys that are going to be listening to this know that. But for those of you that don't know it, we would we were just sitting there for hours. And I, I think it was Teske that came up with it. I can't remember. But... I, no, I think it was Kenny Hazinga. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How are we not really? telling Kenny's yeah. stories? Kenny, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kenny's a part of history, man. Absolutely. Well, all right, finish the story. Tell him. Tee it up. Yeah, I think we were we were just bored out of our minds. And Kenny was like, hey watch this. And he pulls out some dental floss and tapes it to, tapes it to a dollar bill and lays it right in the middle of the, the, the walkway there in the gates. And you would just watch the disgust when people saw the dollar bill move and they'd look at you and you'd be laughing. <laughs> oh my God, I fell for it. Like just, <laughs> uh, we had one kid chase it all the way up to the seats. Yeah, twenty degenerates on the side, just yeah, just, just giggling wow. our faces off yeah. watching like some of Yeah, do you, do you remember the the older looking guy that got us back though? He, he was walking with a limp and he had a cane and he was walking towards the dollar and we all started looking at each other with fear, like we we can't pull this away from him. He's gonna fall down, and so we let him have it. But as soon as he had it, remember he stood up, didn't need the cane, and walked away with the big <laughs> yeah, smile. yeah. That was the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got yeah. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, so, so, yeah. so, so I know that you mentioned this a little bit, but your family has been very big part of getting Save the Seawolves off the ground and getting the team back. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your your family's involvement, what you're seeing. I'd love to hear from you. Like, what are you seeing from your perspective? I'm sure you're going to the games. Talk to us a little bit about how say we'll say the Seawolf's going. How is the environment in Anchorage about the team? And then maybe talk to us a little bit about the environment there at the rink during home games. Yeah. So when they um when they defunded the Seawolves, I think everyone was just kind of they were like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But my mom like took it upon herself. My daddy just recently passed and she took it upon herself to raise the money. And I was like, Mom. Come on, we have a hard enough time getting a 50-50 pot above 300 bucks. How are you going to get 3.5 or 3.7 million or whatever she has been needed? And uh, she just went after it. She she started uh, talking to all the big corporations and got a lot of help from people like Jason Matrokin and Binkley Sims. Those guys. It was it was really a group effort, but she she spearheaded it and got a lot of help from people like Jerry Dewhurst as well. You know, he's still around and still involved and still goes to so. She got everything rolling, and then the Kraken stepped in. They somehow got this lead that this woman in Alaska, Oero, was trying to raise money for the Seawolves to start. And, you know, the Seawolves are in their protected area, Seawolves and the Nanooks, so they've got a vested interest in them. And they jumped in and helped out with marketing. They donated a bunch of money. They had some great ideas for for games down there, like a you know, Alaska challenge down there. And I know those ideas are still floating around and they, they were just really helpful and, and great people too. They're just a, 
a super group of uh, marketers and businessmen that helped out quite a bit. But yeah, and my brother goes to the games whenever he can. We're at all the games. Um, and if we're not there, we're watching them um, if they're on the road. And it, it really was a, a nice feeling that, that the community actually rallied around. And and now, you know, sure, they're just playing at UAA at the Sports Center, Wells Fargo. And it seems small, but it, you know what? It's a pretty packed environment and there are people everywhere. And it's a lot of the same faces, but a lot of new ones too. It's just good to see people showing up, you know, getting off their butts and going to a game instead of sitting at home. And it's encouraging. And I think if we can pull off this new facility with some of the ideas that are drifting around, that getting seats filled will be easier. And that'll make coaches' job way easier. I mean, it's tough to recruit to a small building, but get something new and kids love it. And that's the generation these days. But yeah. Yeah, it. I think things are moving in the right direction for sure, and I think there's momentum now that it'll be tough to stop. I love it. I, I was just on Facebook as well, Betsy, and I I saw that, you know, it's kind of all all ages of the alumni are starting to embrace it as well, um, which I like. Uh, going back to the games and watching them, and like you said, when they're on the road, you guys, I think you guys just had a watch party up there or something as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of us were there. And that was, a yeah, definitely a, a slice of UA history there. It's like guys like Dennis Sorensen and Dean Delorier. I'm going to forget some of the names, but but then there's a Maisie, a Philly, me and my wife, and and then all the old boosters. Rick Ellison was there. He's been a really big help for the Save the Seawolves. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was cool. It was very disappointing. I mean, I've never seen the air go out of a, a room that fast when they scored an overtime. Well, when they scored their third goal too, but it's just, everyone was, rooting for him everyone was watching on the edge of their seats and yeah it was it was a heartbreaker but like i said those boys played they played really good hockey it was amazing that's awesome yeah right on well i, I know kathy's gonna be listening to this as well so i i know on behalf of everyone that she's helped all the time we we love you kathy everything you've done and for us and the program uh we really miss frank as well we do Got yeah. million stories of him as well on the boats and at home and how much he helped me as well. But we, yeah, we, we love, we love Kathy and Frank and we miss Frank. So we yeah. Thanks. We absolutely thanks, Dave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. One of yeah, the best mom, sense of humor is around. <laughs> She's an element. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. He was, I mean, I'm, you guys remember the story on the boat when, I think Whiter might have been with us as yeah, well. Yeah, Whitey was Whitey was there. That was quite. <clears throat> we were late for freshman or not freshman, but orientation or what? Remember, we used to have to do that orientation before school started, and we were like, yeah. yes. was like an hour late, fresh off the boat. <laughs> you, you know what story I'm going to tell, though, right? With oh, 100 percent. Yeah, my yeah. mom was aghast <laughs> that he'd say that. Let her out, Molly, so I don't get in trouble. Oh no, no, I would never tell any stories about. Uh... Stuff that you've done that your mom doesn't know. <laughs> she knows. Like, she knew. Remember, she said, Frank, I can't believe you told them that. <laughs> she knows all the stories? I think so. Like your arm, arm scar and everything? Oh, not that story. No, not those stories. <laughs> Zip it, Molly. We can't edit everything out. Well, she's Sorry. coming on the next episode. She's going to be asking about that. So, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we, we, we were on the boat. You guys remember that one weekend and, you know, we always like to have a couple of beer when we're out there fishing and stuff. And we, uh, grossly miscalculated how much 
beer we needed to get us through the weekend and we were getting low and we were we were Dangerous. a little bit crowded about it dangerously Sorry. dangerously low <laughs> like we had to ration it and uh we we didn't eat all day and and kathy was making this brilliant meal and she's why aren't you guys eating and we're like well we only have about three and a half beer each and frank starts shaking his head and goes you guys are such rookies and we're like do you remember this and we're yeah. like what are oh, you yeah. talking about and he goes back in my day we used to go give blood before we drink <laughs> and we're like why so you get money for beer and he's like money for beer and also thin out the blood so you get a buzz a lot quicker <laughs> Oh, Wiley veteran uh, right there. He was he was such a beauty. And then he would take a sip of his 0.5 old duels or whatever. Yeah, yeah right. His yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That was a fun trip. Yeah. That was a great trip. All of them are. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not have a great trip on the boat out there? That was a great time. Always. Every a time. A ton of great times. I, I was fortunate enough to be going out there with them when we were kids. Oh yeah, putting on the Gumby suits and oh, jumping yeah. in survival suit swimming. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's just different. Yo toast. Yeah, yo toast. Yo toast. Oh, that was awesome too. Uh, Heather, I think Heather might have said that. But yeah, that was yeah, Heather. Football yeah. games on the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, my I brother got married to... on that beach. Um, really? Just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool spot. A really cool spot. So many cool spots back there. Yeah. We, we were oh, just man. up there a few years ago and my wife, I've always talked to her my whole life about how, what it's like up there and how beautiful it is. And, you know, so she, she came up and then after our trip, she was like, I get it. I get it. I understand. So just a different world up there. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, listen, we're running up against a half hour here. Betts, let's have you back on. I want to, I want to tell some more stories and have a good time, but uh, we're, we're running out of time here. Um, so, so thanks for joining us and sorry for waiting until episode eight. We just had to work. Uh, thanks, buddy. Not to worry, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, it would be a podcast, a hockey podcast, if you didn't throw in a slap shot line. There um, you go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, boys. Thank you. And, and for listeners, we, we appreciate you. We're always looking for new guests on the show. Like, like I said before, we're, we're looking to generate interest and reconnect old teammates like this. And, and uh, I just love the stories that come from, from all of our hockey days. So, and learn the lesson. If you see a dollar, don't bend down to pick it up. There's probably dental floss attached. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we, we thank you for joining us. Look forward to catching you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Pack is Back podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to follow the show and share it with your friends and family.